Welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a series of podcasts helping you produce performance on purpose. For more information, go to our site qedod.com forward slash podcasts. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So today we're going to talk to Becca Dean. I'm really excited about talking to Becca because she's a remarkable individual and works for a remarkable organisation. So I'm really excited to hear more about it. So hi, Becca. Hi. Hello. How, how are you today? Yeah, good, thanks. Enjoying the sun. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? I love the sun. Yeah, Woo-hoo. it's finally here. Yay. So tell me about the Girls Network. Yeah, so the Girls Network, we're a charity and we match girls from low-income families with a professional female mentor. Right, interesting. And, and and how long have you been working there or doing that? So we're now in our third year. We celebrated our third birthday, this International Women's Day, in, in March. The girls that we work with, as I said, are from um, the least advantaged community, so don't always have um, all the opportunities. Um, and we, yeah, we match them with female mentors too, and they, they mentor over a period of a year to really give them those life ch- chances and opportunities that they wouldn't normally have. So yeah, there can be some challenges, but really rewarding, as I said, and, and just great to see when those girls and those mentors finish the program, how they both feel and, and what they've learned together. So, so people are going through a particular program rather than some sort of open-ended support. Is that right? Yeah. The programme is they they meet once a month for a period of a year. They start their programme. We work through schools and through housing associations and we, and we select the girls. And we work with the schools and the housing associations to select the girls that will really benefit from the programme. Oh, right. And then those girls are then matched. We Our mentors come through us and apply to be a mentor and we train them and we work with them. Um, and then we match them based on the needs of the girls and, and the skill set of that, that mentor. We match them together and they work through this sort of 12-month programme um, together. Throughout that programme, it's, it's looking at sort of those work-ready skills, getting those girls, developing their confidence, getting them feel like they're, they're ready to, to go into the next stage of, of their lives. So typically, what's the sort of profile of the the girl or the young person that you're dealing with? How 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 did they arrive with you? And you know, tell me tell me a couple of their stories, if you would. Yeah, of course. So maybe I'll, I'll take you um, to some of our girls in in Portsmouth. So we currently work with about 700 girls across the country. So we're in London, Liverpool. We've got a cohort um, in Portsmouth and Brighton, um, and we're going to Manchester and Birmingham in, in January. But I'll take, I suppose, a particular girl in Portsmouth that I was speaking with this morning, actually, at her school. Um, and our, our typical girl tends to be a, a girl from... Um, our girls are receiving sometimes free school meals at right. school, so from a low-income family, and have real potential and um but maybe struggle with the confidence to um to be able to believe in herself or believe in, in, in that she can go into to, to do what she wants to do um and actually a really lovely story of um she started sort of mentoring and, and started her mental journey at the start and I remember meeting her at school and telling her she'd been selected from the program and she was really excited but very nervous and sort of struggled to make eye contact struggled to um, so sort of articulate herself, and, and she she seemed she was very nervous. How old was she? 
And she's, we work age 14 to 19. Oh, this right, particular okay. girl was, was 15. Right. Um, and so we matched her with her mentor. She started her journey. Um, and her mentor and, and mentee sort of met once a month and they were meeting in different coffee shops um, across, across Southie. And the mentor said, you know, even if I just get her by the end of the session to be able to walk up to... Um, to the front of the shop and order a coffee, pay for it and make eye contact and be able to feel confident to do that. That will be progress for this girl. Mm. Um, and I've just seen them today actually at the end of their last session and the, the mentee walked into the coffee shop, went without a prompt from her mentor, went and bought the coffees and bought the coffees over to the mentor um, and she was able to do that by herself without encouragement. And just even if that is progress, that was life-changing for the girl. And I was talking to this, talking to them this morning, and she was just talking about the confidence that she's been able to bring and feel like actually she's got value in herself. And yes. she, if she makes contact, eye contact with someone, they won't look away or they won't think she's a really shy girl. Yeah. Um, and then we have other girls that are applying for Russell Group universities, apprenticeships, Every girl will have a different need, and our mentors work through those needs with those girls. So, so going back to that person in the coffee shop, I mean, that's got to help her life chances, hasn't it? If she's if she was so underconfident, and now she can actually, you know, approach people, talk to people, such like that's got to be a life useful life skill. But that's going to help her in the workplace as well, surely. Of course, it is. It's um, without her knowing it, and. Um, it's interview skills, it's all of those skills that are transferable to the workplace or transferable life skills, as you said, that hopefully she will take with her for the rest of her life. Um, and it's being able to see that even though it's a very simple thing of buying a coffee that a lot of people will take for granted every day, that's something that she can now do and, and, and take with her and, and use as, as a skill or tool in her armour. I mean, you mentioned confidence there, and I think you know confidence is a, a really important part of resilience or personal yes. resilience. And um, I mean, how, where, how, what techniques do you use to help people build their confidence? We, do, we have lots of different um, techniques and tools and training that we use. Um, and I actually think it's, it's more sometimes hearing when... Um, we do a lot of workshops for our men mentees about this as well, but what I actually see as being really transformational is when the mentees hear from the mentors and hear that they've also had times when they've felt unconfident and felt like they wouldn't be able to do it or shouldn't put themselves for that job promotion or um, shouldn't do that public speak or public speech or felt like they shouldn't put themselves forward for things mm. and then just hearing that story and thinking actually she's felt exactly the same at that point and then thinking about the strategies that she's put in place and actually the mentor said it's just really nice to hear that someone else has been through that and it's okay to feel like that. Right so the confidence is coming from a sense being validated and and knowing actually that you know, if you have a go at something, that you're more likely to make it work. Definitely, yes, putting yourself forward. Right. So, so in terms of confidence building then, do mentors particularly look at this or is it one of a range of things that affect the resilience of the people you've got with, work, working with you? It's one of a range of things. So our, our mentors are there to really think about, um, yeah, confidence is, is a big thing for, for some of these girls, but it's also looking at um, resilience, grit, 
thinking about also work experience and being ready to have those opportunities and taking those opportunities. And it's about making sure that when that mentee first comes to you, how she's then leaving that program and what does she she have then? What are the skills that she's then developed? So you've obviously got some great success stories. You mentioned one this morning. Are there any others? Is, is there anyone you're particularly proud of? Yes, all of our ambassadors. So when the girls then complete the program, they then become ambassadors, um, and we then give them this lifelong membership to the girls' network with the dream that they then come back and they, they mentor for us when they're working. And I'd say it's it's so That's lovely nice. to see when yeah. they start the programme and then when they finish the programme, the journey yeah. that they've been on. Yes. Um, but one particular girl I, I can think about is a girl from in our, one of our London cohorts who when we first started the programme with her, she had never, even though she's, she's from London, um, and she, she lives in London. She just lives in an area on sort of in, in the northwest London region. Mm. She'd never actually even got the tube into central London, or you know made that journey, or, or even seen museums within London. Something that many Londoners will, will just do and take for granted. There's culture right on your doorstep, um, and she would she she hadn't had those opportunities. What would you what would you say to people who would be surprised that there are people like that that there are teenagers who are lacking this fundamental skill set because I guess most people believe that well surely that's just common sense surely that everybody should be able to do those things all of those opportunities um are so important to everybody and we we get a free education in the UK and our, our girls have that but it is that those opportunities and those that extra enrichment that is so important for for young people to develop and it, it is the case that a, a lot of our girls haven't had those opportunities and for so many of our girls they come from three generations of women that haven't worked they just right. don't see any professional working women and we have this phrase at the girls at work and we say you can't be what you can't see i always say this when people are really shocked at yes some of the girls that live in london haven't been on the tube into central london um, and actually one of my big motives for setting up the girls network was because i was a teacher and when I was a teacher, I had this sort of light bulb moment where I, I took a group of girls into central London and it was one of my top set year 11 classes and we were doing a walk of different law firms. And one of the stops was the Gherkin and we were stood outside the Gherkin and I was there and I was talking about um, the place of work and what it meant to work here. And then one of the girls tapped me on the shoulder and she said, Miss, Miss, why is that woman wearing a suit? Where's she going? And I was like, she's going to work with the men. That's where she's going. That's where she belongs. Really? And it was that realisation, yeah, that these girls didn't know any professional working women. Um, and it shocked me. It, it shocks shocked me, actually. Me. Yeah. And, and it's something I think we, we take for granted. But yeah. there are girls that live <laughs> in our cities across the UK that, that don't see working women um, and therefore, if you can't see women doing great things, how can you then think that you're going to be able to do that? Yeah, that's, that's and then fascinating. Look, definitely. And then if you look at the media, yeah. and the media can be great, but if you look at the role models that sometimes are churned out, or what some of the celebrities and how women are portrayed in magazines and, and throughout social media, and if that's what the girls are always seeing, and they're not always seeing professional working women, that's a problem, 
Um, I suppose um, you, I mean, I'm not, I suppose I don't watch teen television, but I'm, I'm guessing they see more about celebrity culture and pop stars and, I don't know, I've, I've lost the limit of my teenage, what, what teenage girls <laughs> might be watching. But I suppose what you were talking about is almost um, sort of normal, a normal work existence. Is, it, is, that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, as in, so what the girls don't see in the normal work experience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I mean, and some do. And some will see women working and going to work. Um, but a lot of them don't don't see that and won't really see in some of the communities we work in don't see the range of opportunities that that women work in and and the different levels or yeah the range of roles and um they they don't always see women at the top running organizations they don't see that breadth and depth to what women do in the workplace and that's what we really want to get them yeah, it sounds absolutely. It's it's you've you've sort of blown my head a bit, and I love that phrase. You can't be what you can't what you what's that? You can't be what you don't see or won't see. Yeah. I think that's absolutely fantastic. It, it's, I love I love that because it's absolutely common sense, but it's so usable as well, isn't it? It makes such a lot of sense from the for the mission and what you're trying to do. Exactly. It's 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 so simple, and if you I think if you can change that one thing and get young people seeing other people doing great things yes we do it with girls but whether you it's, it's all young people I think this applies to if you get them seeing people doing great things and have great role models in front of them they can then see that path and believe that they can do that too brilliant I mean what you've created is absolutely inspirational it's really really amazing is there anything a sort of equivalent thing for boys uh, yeah there is um, and actually when we started the girls network it was when we, we first launched, people were saying, you know, I can't believe there's there's nothing out there that has done this before. It's su- such a simple com- concept, matching a girl that needs a role model with a professional female mentor. It's it's, it's simple because, and there's, there was a lot going on for boys in that area. Um, there's a lot of work that works with boys and, and gang crime. There's a big scope for that in London. There's a lot of mentoring and stuff that goes on as well. Um and what's interesting is there's more and more organisations coming up and, and talking about how boys communicate with girls yes. uh, and how we can work together um, to, to you know, empower boys to, to have those conversations about women in the workplace and empower girls in the workplace, but also empower themselves in the workplace as well. And there's more and more organisations coming up, which is great to see. And as an organisation, we... One of our sort of core aims is to collaborate with those organisations because what we want is a an equal society where boys and girls thrive. Yes. So where we can collaborate with those organisations, we do so. So I guess there's two other elements to talk about. One which is the mentors, other um, because I'm guessing it, the programme's pretty fundamentally. If the better the mentor, the better the results. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely, and and also the the breadth of mentors that we have is really important. So to tell me, as well. so, how, so I mean, obviously, I couldn't be a mentor because I think I'm <laughs> not the demographic. But if how, how do you find them? What do you look for in a mentor? We just ask that our, our mentors are professional working women, so women that have had professional working experience, um, in, and in whatever capacity that might mean. So. We have women that have had sort of two or three years and just started in that experience. Um, and they bring the knowledge and experience of just sort of getting into your first job and, and what that looks like and 
that kind of fresh application phase, I suppose, and just coming out of university. Um, and then we have women through to sort of middle of their careers, um, management, senior women, right through to some, some CEOs, and then through to women in retirement who have had that through full breadth of, it, of experience. And that really makes a diverse mental pool and, and as well as having sort of different experience of, of years throughout your, your working life, we have different roles in different sectors. So we have women in through to business, banking, the arts, um, teachers, doctors, lawyers. We, we really try and recruit mentors and, and work with mentors from a diverse sector of industry. Mm, that's fascinating. I'm guessing, I suppose, if you're looking at people who are um, at retirement, they, they must have been trailblazers in their own right to a certain extent. They bring something really interesting to, to the mentor experience and the mentor community. And I think some of our, what, what's been really nice is how the younger mentors have worked with some of our um, more experienced mentors. And actually, they've, they've almost given advice to those younger mentors as well. And those younger mentors have supported those older mentors in, you know, the UCAS process now, the university process, and also things like social media and how knowing how the younger people are interacting and, and, and spreading that knowledge has been so key to the quality of our, our mental work. Absolutely fantastic. And so um, we'll come back later on to, you know, if you're a mentor and you're interested in joining in, but I'm guessing... You said you get training as a mentor. I mean, it must be it must be rewarding, but you're actually learning some useful skills as a mentor as well. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I, you gain so much from from the experience, and um, mentors have just said, you know, I've grown in confidence because I think when you're giving people knowledge and you're um, talking about the things that you've been through and the things that you've learned on your journey you suddenly think, oh, yeah, I, I can do that. I should put myself forward for that thing. And, and you, you gain in confidence without thinking about it. And we're a 700 women strong network. Um, really? That's wow. just the women mentoring this year. And so it, they, it becomes a network within itself. Yeah. It was, wasn't something we really set out to do. We set out to have a mentoring charity for these girls to change their life chances. But what's happened as well as these it's formed a network for the women involved and they've been supporting each other and networking with each other um and it, and that's what's what's really what we've really created and something that we want to continue and it feels prestigious and it feels exciting so we're going to continue to develop that as well well um Fanta really fantastic, really I'm inspired. I, um, <laughs> I mean, if I'm a, I'll ask you later how maybe men as well as women can help, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to know your journey here. How, how, did, how, did, this, how did this all start? It started, um, as, as I said, I, I was a teacher. Yeah. I did a programme called Teach First that places graduates into um, quite challenging schools across the country. Right. Um, and I was placed in a school in northwest London in Neeson area. Oh, yeah. um, I was an English teacher there and my school was one of the most deprived schools in, in the country. It had 70% of the children receiving free school meals or living below the poverty line. Right. There was a huge Somalian community there. Um, and from day one, I, I sort of realised that the girls in my classroom really lacked some aspiration, others confidence in their own ability. Right. And I'd have some girls say to me, 
oh miss I think I want to be a lawyer like I really want to be a doctor and I'd say to them that's amazing how do you think you're going to get there what are you going to do and they go oh um I don't I don't know and I said well this is the A-levels that you might need to take this is a college and and as a teacher you think oh, I've got marking and planning and I've got to get in these grades and you, you want to do so much more mm. and um and I just thought I need to get some I just need to get these girls get some advice for these girls get somebody that can can help them um and I from early on I realized that actually a lot of these girls just didn't know any professional working women they didn't have any connections or networks to them a lot of them came from three generations of women that, that hadn't worked and I thought actually what what a really big barrier here is, is them seeing women working and then having those, that life experience that they can draw upon. So I managed to convince my head teacher at the time that I should hold a speed networking event wow. and invite women that I'd worked with previously, women that I, I went to university with, and I'd invite them in and I'd get 30 girls and 30 women and we'd just do this sort of one-off speed networking event. And we held the event and we, we turned, tried to turn my school hall into this big networking <laughs> networking zone. <laughs> and the event was really inspiring. There was a real buzz in the room. It was incredible. And I just thought to myself, I really hope that this then transpires into the classroom and these girls can, can see great women doing great things. And hopefully this will really inspire them to be able to think, actually, yeah, I can do this. I can see how this woman got into this job. And I was a really busy teacher at the time, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to leave it at that. Let's hope this event continues. Right. Um, but then I remember this one moment, and I was sat there in my classroom, and I was marking away. We just had the dreaded Ofsted, so kind of filling in some paperwork. And the teacher, one of my students ran down to me the next day, and she, she opened the door. And she said, Miss, Miss, I've got something to tell you. I learned something last night, and you should know this. I said, okay, what is it? Tell me. She said, Miss, did you know, you're a really young teacher and you should know this. So did you know you can go to work, have a baby, and then you can go back to work? I said, yeah, that's maternity leave. That's, you should know that. That's really important. <laughs> and I thought, that's, that's so integral to her knowing that. She, yeah. she should know that that's, that's what you, you can have. Yeah. And then throughout that week, more and more girls from that event were asking me more questions so how did she become a lawyer? What did she have to do? Why did she choose this career and not this career? How how do you have a baby and then how do you apply to go back to work? And I thought, actually, this event was amazing because it's inspired them. But what really needs to happen is a more long-term relationship so they can ask these questions. Because they're, they're, they're very practical back. questions, really, aren't they? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're questions that some of us may take for granted, for granted and yeah. we know. Mm. Um, but for them it was so important to get those answers um, and also they were starting to see themselves doing those things um, so yeah we started a, a mentoring program just with those 30 girls in my school and we tracked that progress over a period of a year um, and that's how the organisation started so from 30 girls in my school and now three years on um, 700 girls and women across the country Wow so, so what have been the what have been the, the moments which have made you sort of um, pause and think and worry or 
grit your teeth? What what what's what sort of what challenges have you faced? Challenges have we faced? Um, I'd say not so much a challenge, a challenge, but I suppose an exciting challenge is um, we'll be expanding to to new regions and. We we did do quite quickly, so we came from we started off in London, but we're always really keen to know that there's quite a lot of opportunities in London, and wanted to go to those areas that also really needed our work. And I think always the challenge is knowing the community qu- quick enough to be able to make the impact. Every community will have a different need and a different issue, and a different set of women working in that area. Um, and I think always oh, a challenge is knowing that community mm. that you're serving quick enough to be able to make an impact that lasts because you can't always just replicate what you do in one area and plump it in the other. It doesn't always work like that. So it's making sure that you've really got the right people in those areas that, that, that are working for you, but also knowing the community that and their issues. So I'm guessing you have... Um... I'm guessing have a need, and that need's never going to go away by the sounds of it. Oh, hopefully, uh, well, maybe not hopefully, but it's not going to go in the short term. You're going to have to, going to find mentors, but you're going to have to fund it. And I'm guessing that must be one of the challenges because that's usually one of the biggest issues with charities, isn't it? Is is how how do you actually make them commercially viable? Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, funding as any charity, um, we always need funding to, to expand and, and to um, reach new areas. We have a demand across the country um, and we we really need funding to get there. So um, we have such demand from areas like Lincolnshire, which doesn't always have the industry that maybe towns like London or, or Manchester have, yeah. but desperately needs our work. Um, and we have demand from schools and housing associations to get there. Um, and, yeah, that that we need money to be able to do that, definitely. Wow, okay. So what about yourself? When have you sort of... Do you ever, do you ever get down? Do you ever worry? I mean, because you sound like a very bright and optimistic person. I mean, <laughs> do you ever have any moments of self-doubt? Um, yeah, I suppose... Um, being yeah I think you, I almost sometimes say and I say this a lot but I'm almost an accidental CEO of <laughs> an idea that I've had I suppose and you, and you can doubt that sometimes because you think I, I, my idea came out of what I thought was going to be my teaching career mm. um, and I suddenly sort of fell into this um, and now run this organisation where we are going to be operating across you know five regions this coming September um, and that's you know a huge responsibility um, and that, that sometimes is scary and I've learned very quickly <laughs> a lot in, in three years um, and sometimes that can be overwhelming but um, with sometimes that doubt it I have real passion for what I do and, and we strive for complete excellence because we are serving such um, a brilliant group of girls that should have excellence from the program that we do, and that's just really exciting. Yes. And I, yeah, I love what I do, and I've met some incredible people, and I, I just love that I'm learning every day doing it. And I'm guessing, and you don't have to answer this question, but I'm guessing you've got a mentor. 
I do, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I have many mentors. <laughs> and I think um, I've, what I've really learned actually um, is always asking. I think people are always so flattered when you say, I think you're amazing, would you mind mentoring me? Or would you mind spending some time with me? And I think you have those mentors that are quite formal. I have two quite formal mentors that we sit down and we have mentoring sessions, but I have loads of informal mentors. And I think that's been so key to my success and the organisation's success is knowing where to get advice and, and, and the right people around you to support you. Yes. I mean, again, without making the assumption... Uh, I, I suppose I, I suppose I'm making the assumption that everybody knows what a mentor is. How, how would you how would you sort of describe one? How would I describe one? Um, I would describe a mentor as someone that helps you get from A to B. So um, and encourages you on that route. Um, so whether <laughs> B A is that you're really scared of doing a speech. Um, and delivering a speech and B is that you do it and you do it well and you feel good about that and your mentor helps you to get there I think that's what I see I see them crucial to a journey that you're taking and it's a support along along that journey and the knowledge that they have to help you get there okay we're going to do a little bit of a quick fire question answer session now okay. that's all right so um just two or three quickies yeah. I ask, I ask everybody this, so so, so uh, don't don't feel don't feel intimidated. I won't. <laughs> so, who would you say has inspired you most in your life, and why? I would say um, the person that has inspired me most is my. This is such a generic answer, isn't it? But probably my mum, um, because. Well, you're the only one with your mum, so it's not that generic. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah, my mum, because. Um, she, this is supposed to be quick fire, and That's I'm right, <laughs> doing it. because when I was growing up, she actually went back to work, and my dad stayed at home and looked after me. And I think for her at that time, it was quite controversial, but to see her do that, I think really left a legacy in me and inspired me that that was okay. Brilliant. How do you handle criticism? How do you handle criticism? Um, I think I've developed a thick skin through mm. teaching. <laughs> right. um, but I think criticism is just as important as praise, actually. Um, and I think it's, it's, I think criticism is sometimes a gift and it's how you receive it um, and whether it's how and, and how you take that. And I think you take it as part of your reflective. I try to be quite a reflective person. Um, so I take it as part of, improving and I think we we always need to improve. That's a really great answer actually. Um, I mean if, if ever if anyone was ever going to sum up resilience in terms of being able to handle feedback or criticism that, that is how you do it isn't it? It's, see, it is, see it as a gift it's really important. Yeah I, I think it is and I think some of it might yeah it's, it, yeah, it's the context of how you get to what it is but yeah I try and see it as a gift where yeah. I can. I'm not, I don't always, but yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Last of the quick fires. Um, tell me about a gift that you regularly give or have given recently. It could be advice, it doesn't have to be a physical gift, but what sort of, what, what sort of last, last gift you gave someone? Last gift I gave someone. Um, a gift that I really believe in is praise. Um, and just always 
um, praise and, and thanking people, but making someone feel valued. And it was really fundamental to how I taught, um, but also how I manage my teams and make and the culture of our organisation, making people feel valued and that they're when they've done a good job, they, they feel like they know a good job. So I try and give that gift all the time. Brilliant. So I'm guessing you're looking for some funding. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? That would be brilliant. And, yeah. But I, I think you're also still always looking for good mentors or mentors that you who would like to get trained up and really help you add some value, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. We 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 always need um, great women to come forward and, and mentor. It's just an hour, two hours, once a month for a period of a year of your time, which can really have a transformational impact on a young girl's life and actually your life as well. Brilliant. Okay, so if someone wants to get in touch with you, Becca. How how would they do that? What's your sort of social media? Identities? Yeah. So um, if you visit our website, which is just thegirlsnetwork.org.uk, we're also on Twitter, so you can follow us at the Girls Network. Um, actually, at the Girls Net, I think. Sorry, at the Girls Net, and then on Facebook, we're just the Girls Network. Um, but if you go to our website, there's lots of information about mentoring, testimonies, how it all works, and then there's a sign-up process there. Great. So, last question. If you had yes. a final thought that you'd want people to take away about you and the Girls' Network, what would you really want people to be have in their heads? Final thought. Um, that everybody should have a mentor everyone deserves a mentor at, at some point in their lives and everyone will, will need it at some point in their lives um, and the work that we do really does transform lives by such a simple concept of mentoring um, so whether you are a woman and, and you can mentor consider mentoring with us or even mentor somebody within your workplace and same applies to, to men mentor where you can because there'll be someone that really needs it Becca it's been an absolute privilege to talk to you today. Thank you very you much. You too, thank you. Take care, speak to you soon. Thank you, bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Resilience Unraveled helps you create performance on purpose. And you can find out more about us and Resilience at qedod.com forward slash resilience. Or listen to more of our podcasts. You can also find out more about our courses, our webinars, and free resources like ebooks and paid for courses at qedod.com. Otherwise, we hope you can enjoy more of our podcasts in the future.